0: For those of us doing inbound sales and marketing, we all want to hear the stories of other businesses who have been through the journey and are now experiencing the rewards that your business can get from doing inbound. In this episode of Solving Inbound, we'll tell the inbound marketing journey of Dental Claim Support, a dental billing and credentialing company from Georgia with special guests Ryan, Davey, and Josh. Let's do it. Welcome back to another episode of Solving Inbound. My name is Connor Delaney, joined by John Becker, and we have a slew of nice new guests today joining us from Dental Claim Support. We have Ryan, Davey, and Josh. So guys, to, to kick things off, let's go around the room and make sure this, that our audience knows who we're actually talking to today and what brings Dental Claim Support here. So Ryan, why don't we throw it over to you? Tell us a little bit about what Dental Claim Support does and then what your role at the company is.
1: Thank you, Connor and John. Uh, We appreciate being here um, with you guys. Impact has been great to us. Uh, But we are a a dental billing company ensuring dentists get paid by eliminating insurance strain. Uh, We remote into dental practices and work their insurance agent reports and post payments and make sure they get paid. Um, we got a remote team all over the country along with an in-house team. And um, we love what we do. We love dental billing and love educating uh, the dentists you know, in the community, in the arena.
0: Awesome. And Ryan, what's your role at Dental Claim Support?
1: So I am the, uh, the CEO and co-owner um, of Dental Claim Support. So a lot of different hats, um, you know, within it. I've done the sales. Um, Davey kind of, he'll, he'll talk a little bit about, obviously, about the marketing, but uh, mainly everything from business development, but um, mainly just, you know, CEO right now, co-owner
0: running the business. Love it. Yeah. Now you teed up Davey pretty well. So Davey, why don't we hop to you next? What are you in charge of over at dental claim sport?
2: Yeah. So, uh, as well as being a co-owner with Ryan and Josh, I, I am the CMO, so chief marketing officer. So, uh, t- right now in charge of, uh, the sales and marketing teams and also do a little HR on the side as well.
0: Uh, a little bit of hiring, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of everything. Seems like a lot of hats potentially across the board. But last but not least, Josh, why don't you fill us in? What, uh, what are you responsible for these days?
3: Yeah, so Josh Smith, um, I am a chief operating officer. Um, along with them, we have uh, all pretty much worn a bunch of hats since we've been with dental claim support. It started out with just three of us and now there's hundreds of us. So it's uh, it's, it's actually a fun, fun journey that we had. So yeah, co-owner and chief operating officer and I dabble in some training and some hiring.
0: Beautiful. So it seems like the story of most companies that may fall in your field. We start small and then we grow and many hats to get to the success that we're at today. So why don't we go back to, to the story of just the three of you? Let's, let's go back to when you first started the company, what did marketing look like for your, for your organization as we were getting started?
2: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. The marketing was, was kind of non-existent for us, uh, in the first few years, uh, essentially Josh and I just kind of running the day-to-day operations, um, we were work, you know, working you the 40, 50 hours a week and didn't even have time to, to focus on the marketing aspect. Uh, Ryan running sales as well. Um, our marketing was really just kind of the uh, referrals aspect at that point. Uh, we had a website put together. Um, it, it wasn't the best website, but we had a website. And then that's that's essentially people were calling us type thing just based on the website and referrals really for the first few years of the, of the business.
0: Got it. So it was pretty much almost fully generated through that referral business. And I'm sure it was kind of, you know, somebody to get started and you build that momentum from there. Um, so, so why don't we hop into when, when did inbound marketing start? And I'm, I'm sure as a whole, that's, that's a collective journey that you make a decision as a team. And so I'd love to jump to Ryan. Um, when did inbound marketing really start for you and when did it become at least of interest?
1: Um, gosh, um, I don't really know uh, technically when it started. I do know that we looked, you know, we looked into hiring more sales, or we looked into um, different websites, and then we, um, I mean, basically just uh, kind of just from a website, David Josh. I mean, I don't, I don't really know when it when it really kicked off. I mean, we we hired a company, um, and we just. We didn't really see any difference within hiring the company or doing ourselves from google ads and you know facebook ads and you know things like that but you know Davey.
2: yeah i would say you know after reading the ask you answer we had a business coach recommend the book to us um and that it's really when we started reflecting on what we should be doing marketing-wise and the inbound aspect uh, we had never really done that before. Uh, we had Josh and I had written probably three or four blogs, maybe a year type thing, uh, but nothing substantial, um, or consistent at least. And then once we, once we read the ask, we answer, it was a mindset change for the, all three of us really. And, um, hiring our content manager in December of 2020 mm-hmm. really, really kicked off the inbound marketing piece. Um, and I would say in February of 2021 is really when she started with the uh, and with the three articles per week publishing, uh, which really made a tremendous difference in our traffic since then.
4: So now we're recording this about a year after that. Talk about what that year has been like for you guys.
2: Well, the website traffic has been phenomenal. <laughs> 10x, <laughs> I'd say. Uh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a wild ride, especially when you go back and look at the traffic in comparison to, to 2019, 2020, um, when we were doing, like Ryan said, like we were doing Google ads and, and Facebook ads kind of thing. Um, the, the organic search accounts for close to 80% of our searches at this point, and we're hitting records every single month. Uh, for example, we're, we're recording this in March, this is March 23rd, and uh, we're going to have our best month ever in the, in the month of March. Um, again, so it's we like we like saying that every single month that we had the best month ever in, in website business. So again, we'll celebrate that again this, this month.
3: Yeah, that's the reoccurring theme is the, you know, breaking the new record every month as far as website traffic. And I'll be honest, Davey and I did write a few blogs, but I mean, I don't know what an H1 or an H2 was at that point. (laughs) We started at square one. We didn't, we didn't have the knowledge. We had the dental billing knowledge, but you know, we weren't necessarily writers or anything like that. But I mean, literally I was starting at square one and being consistent with it, you know, um, following what the book said to, to be a hundred percent honest. And it was the buy-in, but you know, after that we stay consistent with it, Um, revamp the website. We might even get to that a little bit uh, on this call, but It literally, it started at square one. I wouldn't say we were doing much of any inbound until we really took it seriously and had an actual approach to it, which was, they ask you answer.
2: And to take it, to take it seriously, really meant hiring that content manager. Um, even, even after reading the book, it was Josh and I trying to write those articles ourselves still, and also doing our other, other positions in the business, wearing too many hats, um, now we definitely had the knowledge to write them, but we didn't have the time to write and edit and do all the things. So hiring that content manager, we we I would say we wasted some time there by not hiring the content manager soon enough. Um, and then once we made that commitment to hiring the content manager, that's when it really took off. After that,
0: seems like it happened pretty quick too. You know, it, it, listening to the timeline, you said you hired end of 2020, and by this time 2021, it was already taking off. Um, was there was there any issues bringing on someone new to manage this? I'm sure that was a a shift in terms of buy-in from across the organization and maybe Ryan from more of the sales side. What did that look like for your team?
1: So, you know, thinking about when we read the book and then when we were looking at different marketing agencies, um, we asked one marketing agency, you know, hey, have you read this book? And they didn't even know what we were talking about. And then we were talking to you guys and we eventually obviously went with, with, with you guys, but the buy-in was key with everybody because number one, we, we, we had them read the book, um, you know, we had them kind of follow the process. We, you know, talk to them about where our vision was with the educational side, um, you know, being the educational leaders, whatever questions we get asked from the sales guys, we need to put and we need to start writing about it. Um, you know, the cost article, which was a big uh a big shift in mindset for me as sales to be honest with you um and throwing everything out there and you know putting everything on the site so that your buyers could know uh, everything about you um you know and and having any have all the questions you know answered on the site was, you know, big, big for me and the buy-in from the sales team and the different tactics, which we'll probably get into from assignment selling, assignment prospecting. Um, but the biggest thing from the buy-in standpoint from us was we don't know everything and we're learning it too. So we're with you. Um, we're all in this together to learn a new, you know, marketing, um, you know, theme. And so, um, it was real easy to get, you know the team involved the coaches that, that that you guys um you know put in front of us um you know have been really 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 great and that that's a key testament too to uh you know how the growth you know has uh, pretty much 10x, for sure hmm.
4: but it it feels like they ask you answer even though the results have come fairly quickly for you guys and you had some kind of, you know, some team buy-in initially, and obviously that's critical to get started, but it feels like, I heard consistency, like that That feels like an important message here that you have to sort of trust the process, trust the principles, go all in and see it through. You're gonna have ups and, you know, maybe smaller ups or maybe downs, but talk about that, that, that consistency and that commitment.
3: Right, it wasn't immediate. I mean, it's not like everybody's going to rush to your website just because you, you know, hired, you know, Marcus Sheridan and his team type thing, right? So it, we, again, you you said the word consistent, we followed what we needed to do, we wrote the top five, one of the ones that I started out with, with problems with outsourced dental billing, I'll never forget it, because I'm like, man, it's tough writing about the problems, like, I don't think there's many problems, but There are. If you sit down and you you talk about it, no different than, you know, Ryan talking about the cost article, Um, but it was when we did hire the content manager, it was when we were getting three out a month um, and really following that and focusing on making sure that that was being completed every single week and it might, one article might do better than another article, right? But you're getting your name out there, people are starting to hear about you. And then all of a sudden, you know, we saw, we literally saw the hockey stick. It wasn't for a few months, don't get me wrong, but we were getting the infrastructure, we were getting the consistency, we had our content team, we had alignment between marketing and sales. And that's exactly when it started to take off. But it took off without us actually, immediately realizing it, we were just going on about our business. We were still getting accounts. We were still doing the day-to-day operations, but off to the side, there's a reason that that was staying busy. And it was because of the commitment that we had toward uh, the new marketing strategy that we were implementing.
2: Hmm. I I, I would just like to add that it's it's almost habitual at this point, right? That Hmm? we, we publish their articles a week, no matter what. Um, And our our team, our entire team knows that Uh, we have a little bit of a content team around that, that helps, edits, uh, writes, so it's it's a habit at this point, and if it doesn't have, I don't know when the last time we, we haven't published week was, um, it's been a while, so again, creating that habit between everybody, between the whole team, everybody knows what's what's going on, everybody helps out, uh, our revenue team meetings uh, every Monday, we talk about articles, um, and John, to your question, it's at, at the beginning, it was like, how are we going to write the many articles about? That? How are we going to come up with all these questions? And we're—I I don't know—a year and a half in, and we have tons of stuff to write about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tons of articles that we're we're continuing to write about, and ideas come up every single day. For even even on the video side too, um, so we have plenty of ideas in the tank, um, ready ready to write about for sure. It's a new
3: mindset like and way to think, right? Mm-hmm. You won't have to, the, the ideas now just kind of come to you because you're thinking about it a different way, but it doesn't just start at that stop at the articles. I mean, we started to, you know, gather, uh, tons of, of, e- of email addresses and people that have subscribed to, to our content. And then, you know, our content manager doesn't just write three articles a week. There's newsletters, there's website updates. There's this ton of stuff that, uh, that she in particular is, is managing. And, uh, to everybody's point, again, we were like, oh, we don't need the content manager yet. We should have done it months ago by the time we did it and that seems to be the recurring theme i'm sure we'll talk about a videographer here soon same thing with a videographer and we all sit here and you know bust our heads against the wall we're like why don't we do that sooner why don't we do that sooner You know, you don't know what you don't know but we can at least tell you do it earlier than you think
4: (laughs) A, a great point great point and and i think now that you guys are a year into this consistent publication they're also quickly you transition into you have this huge library of content and now things need to be updated or historically optimized to keep them at the top of google search re- results and 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 ranking well josh would you keep going and talk a little bit about a videographer is that something you guys are have done are about to do and and what's your experience there
3: i'll tell you where we started and then i'm gonna uh defer over to Davey, who actually is heading up in a sense videographer and, and weekly schedules and whatnot but I was just shooting videos in here or either on my computer <laughs> Or if y'all see my wall behind me, it, trust me, it's like a horrible little horror scene <laughs> from the eighties. Um, but, uh, or on, you know, an iPhone and just, we were, we had a, our IT uh, department editing videos, or I was editing videos, and I should not be doing that. So they were low quality. At the same time, as they still did well, it was still a good way for us to to get a message out and just to kind of be different and have a little bit of more variety um, in, in the content that we were putting out. And then we realized we were like, okay, this has got to change one way or the other. It needs to be more professional and again we weren't getting the ideas there's so much that a videographer does that we're like they don't just shoot a video there's so much more to it and that's where i'll just go ahead and leave Davey with it
2: yeah so um we didn't hire a videographer until december 2021 mm-hmm. um, so we're about three or four months in on that right now and he is now producing 10 videos a month um and that that's consistent that's what we're doing um B-roll footage is is always tough in an industry like we have in the demo industry, um, but other than that, um, optimize like you just mentioned, optimizing the, the articles that we've already written, uh, going going back to those and putting videos on those um, is been awesome. Creating a whole YouTube page at this point is awesome. Um, so. In, in, in today's world where everything everybody wants something in a short two-minute video, one- one and two-minute video, we now have it. Um, and like Josh said, it took us a while. It took us almost, we hired, between hiring a content manager and the videographer, it was about a year. And we probably should have done both sooner. Um, and that's what the book tells us to do, is hire the videographer, hire the content manager. Um, we delayed a little bit on those two things, but but now they're, paying dividends for us in the, in the long term um, versus what we were doing in the past, which was Google ads, Facebook ads, which is all sunk costs, right? Uh, we're not getting any dividends from those that we did two years ago, uh, but we will cons- continue to see that hockey, that reverse hockey stick, as they call it,
1: growth um, going forward. We, yeah. We didn't do the videographer because we didn't really think that we needed to or had to. And so, you know, that's kind of the funny part is no one really wants to, and probably there's a little anxiety about being on camera. Um, so, you know, we would, we have a guy come in here and shoot and, you know, those were kind of start the startup videos. Then we saw the traction there people watching the videos and then we were still writing the content, still kind of gearing up. Um, but you know, once we got pushed and, um, you know, we hired the right, right videographer and, um, you know, now, everybody's comfortable on camera sales is doing, you know, vidyard videos going into not from the video, not from videographer, but, you know, sending those out in an email. Um, so, um, you know, that's, um, it's, it's all been a plus from, from a video side because we didn't, you know, none of us have really been on videos solely Josh and i feel that Josh was the guy. Okay, we'll get Josh to shoot this. Um, <laughs> Josh was the so, guinea pig, right? Yeah. Get we, him we in front doing, of him. Yeah. We were doing an educational site that we launched. He was already shooting videos for, um, you know, our our, our our hires, new hires, and, and from a training standpoint. So, um, he was the easy, easy guy. But um, anyway, now, now, now we all shoot. Now, you know, we'll just go into, you know, Andrew's room and, and shoot. I walk by and he's shooting stuff by himself and he's, you know, he just started. So it, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. We, we built it's out fun. a stu- stu-
2: We have a studio in our office. Yeah. So first, first week, so good
4: stuff.
1: So hire the videographer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so with all this stuff in place, with the content manager, with the videographer in place, Ryan, can you speak to now when prospects enter the sales process, especially those who come through organically how is that different than it was before?
1: So you know, before they fill out a form, um, you know, we pick up the phone and call. Um, so now, you know, the you know with the Impact Way, you know, the form, and then trying to get all the information, trying to send them, you know, educational uh, videos, um, educational articles so that you can't qualify, you know, the buyer to qualify the prospect. Um, so that, that's, that's different, you know, for us, um, assignment prospecting, um, you know, they come to our site, um, you know, or they, they didn't fill out a form or, you know, we're, we're blasting, you know, through, through HubSpot, um, you know, trying to, you know, automate, we want to automate, you know, everything so that when they do call, uh it's typically they know everything they've done their homework they've watched the videos they know what we do so that all we're doing is is closing you know and and understanding their practice um a little more and deeper and how we can help um you know help 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 them grow their practice you know essentially Mm -hmm. um there's a we don't i'll be honest all of our i mean we don't have anybody beating the doors down we don't have anybody in the field everybody comes to us, schedules a meeting and, you know, we go everything through zoom. We transition that whole process as well. We don't make any phone calls anymore. Um, they, they schedule a call through, through zoom. We don't typically take a call if they aren't on zoom with us because we, we we want to, you know, and that's the way to, is, is be personable, understand them, make sure that, you know, we are a great fit for each other. And so, you know, the culture is, you know, is big with us and, and you know, we don't, we don't take every client that calls us. So not a little long winded there, but it's changed dramatically, complete 180. Um, you know, the, the sales team has changed. Um, and Tyler's, you know, Tyler's taking it, taking the bull bottom horns with, with Chris's leadership, um, and Davey's now. And so it's, um, you know, it's just, it's changed dramatically. Hmm.
0: Pretty unreal yeah, to hear yeah, that but, you've gone, you know, from phone calls to, right. to zoom too. <clears throat> take us through what that, that video journey was. Cause I'm sure, you know, adopting the video, like you said, we were throwing Josh in front of the camera, but what did that look like from the sales side of just convincing people video, you have to become comfortable on it. How'd you get that
1: going? Um, you know, for, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Also say,
2: I think COVID helped with that, uh, with zoom, yeah. obviously the, with the growth of, of zoom over since March of 2020. Right. So I think everybody's more accustomed to to Zoom now, uh, so that really helped helped us with that. Uh, Zoom's now, uh, I, I think, in every household essentially. Uh, so that that really helped. But to 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 Ryan's point, everybody's coming over. Where they're definitely more qualified leads. Mm-hmm. They're more educated when when we talk to them, and they already know what we do. So we don't have to explain that over you know a, an hour long call is now. A, should be a 20 minute call because they already know what we do. Um, We're trying to answer all their questions in advance that they, we know they're going to have right. Pricing, being transparent with with pricing. So transparency has really helped us along the way as well. Um, So, yeah, so video has really changed the game with, with sales team. Uh, Like Josh and Ryan mentioned that people are, you know, at first are a little hesitant to be on video as much um but like ryan said we've been doing it for a while now and everybody's a lot more comfortable with with video
1: and the more and how we kind of set it up for you know the sales which they didn't want to do videos but was you know through the vidyard start and trying to um do their own videos talk through just be comfortable in video um you know and, and, and be comfortable in zoom we're you know tyler's outgoing so you know, typically he's he's fine with it. Um, and that really wasn't so much pushback from a Zoom standpoint, but the, the videos and the emails and, you know, taking the time to address the doctor, you know, with the wave, um, you know.
2: There's so much better than an email, right? So reading an email, a long email is one thing, but when you have somebody sending you a personalized video message, it's, so much more engaging to that person. You know, somebody took the time to make you a video to show you something, right? The education on something is so much better than that long winded email that you don't know somebody's tone, right? So video has been a huge step for our sales team.
0: It's amazing how much you can pack into a 60 second video, how many paragraphs of text in an email can be a 60 second video. It's pretty darn cool. And it's easier to engage with, right? You're not just scrolling and scrolling. Um, There was a point, Davey, I think you brought it up and I want to throw it to Josh. You brought up how you're using this in a hiring process and it sounded like you called it an academy. Can you take us through what that is and then what it, how you're using it?
3: Yeah. So when we started with, using remote team members. So member, our uh, team members that are out in the field, they're not right here in, in Savannah, Georgia. Um, we needed to make sure that they were vetted and trained the right right way in dental claim support systems and processes. Therefore, we created tons of video and courses and stuff like that. Now we've been able to use that, what we call the actual dental claims academy. That's not just for, for inside, uh, inside people working with dental claim support. And it's for people that want to be educated in the dental billing field, but maybe outsourced dental billing isn't for them. It's not necessarily going to be for everybody. Therefore, but we still think that dental billing needs to be done ethically and more, more, uh, morally at the same time as accurately. So we teach it. You know, we, we're going to teach people the right ways to do it. And so we've been able to implement. Our new video strategy, we've been able to implement They Ask, You Answer with Dental Claims Academy, because guess what? It can operate just like Dental Claims Support, that you can still write about what people need to know. You can still drive people to Dental Claims Academy, and the two don't actually hurt each other. If people come to Dental Claims Support and outsource dental billing isn't for them, then guess what? Our sales department and Tyler can talk to them about educating them that might help them you know, this is another thing that they can do in order to make sure that their office is profitable and doing it the right way. So we've been able to utilize a videographer already, video everything we've learned with our Dental Claims Academy, too. And you know what? If we started another business, we're going to do the same thing.
1: And, you know, it's a lot easier and more efficient than, you know, when I, you know, Connor just starting today, go ahead and sit down and read this, you know, manual for how to do, you know, X, Y and Z or dental billing. Whenever I can shoot a video, show you what to do, um, you know, and you know, here's my process. So take it and run with it. Um, that's kind of taking know, a lot of time to off. To
2: it's taking a lot of time off of Josh too in training. That mm-hmm. you know, he he made a video one time or a few times, but not every single week. He's not having to do the same trainings over and over and over. Okay.
0: How, if you were to put a number on how, let's say how many days it's eliminated from that onboarding process to getting on the job and being able to do it, do you think you could quantify it in some way? I'm just curious.
3: Yeah, we have the numbers. It used to take somebody to get from hiring to completely offboarded roughly 36 days. And now we can go through the hiring process within five days to seven days. We do have a long hiring process. (laughs) Just want everybody to know that it's about (laughs) nine different steps. But that being said, they go through in five to seven days. And then we have now started to average uh, roughly nine business days in the training. So from 36 days to 16 days. So you can do the math. It's, it's, not to mention it's more effective, it's more streamlined. There's less time throughout my day and our hiring manager's day and our trainer's day. Um, they come ready to go. The other thing is our, our billers are ready to rock and roll day one with an office rather than stop in and have more uh, checks, have more questions, they can revert back to a video that, that is in, in a sense their inbox. So it's, uh, everything is just far more streamlined. It makes more sense, it's far more effective it's available all the time all the, the time. time it's, it's yeah, pretty easily
4: awesome. repeatable yeah you know, i mean right. it, it's so smart it, it just it, it underscores a point that i think we we've come close to but it, it's worth saying that there's a lot of upfront effort but once you make that effort you build that library you create that content it can keep paying dividends you know Davey, you said before you stop paying google ads you know your results are gone like that but you build these onboarding materials you build these sales enablement materials you build this content and it's just going to keep accruing results for you.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, impact plus, you know, you know, as well mm-hmm. with y'all as long, you know, DCA is, you know, kind of like that with, with us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's what we've you know, learned and that's another thing that you know, we learned through y'all, um, you know, and impact as well. So um, it's been, it's been a great journey.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with you, Josh, few months ago, several mm. months ago now about setting up that kind of membership side of the business. But yeah. what's so cool about where you're at is you're not, the Dental Claims Academy isn't set up for your core customer. It's set up for the opposite, but you're still able to not only generate revenue, but they come to trust your your brand and your business as a voice in the industry that they need to be listening to and learning from, which again, down the road, they're always going to think of you first, right?
3: Yep, absolutely right.
0: It's pretty wild. So, so gentlemen, as we're wrapping up the last question and I think we've already probably answered it, but I'm going to make sure that we, we get it laid out. What's the one thing that our audience needs to make sure they do as maybe they're getting started with this journey today. And and I'd love to hear from each of you and you can just say same if it ends up hitting the same, but I'll throw it to Ryan and then Davey and then Josh.
1: Yeah. You know, I would say trust the process. um, And, you know, in, in talking to different different people too. Um, it's a different mindset. It's you you have to get your, your, your mind wrapped around it, trust the process, trust your coaches, um, you know, and, and believe in it. And, and, your, and your team will follow. Um, you know, that's that that's one biggest thing. And we really didn't hit on it too much here, but the coaches that Impact have really helped us get to where we are. Like it's, you know, you're not on your own. Um, you know, you, you really, you know, you're learning through the whole process, um, and building on that process from, from the writing of the content and you got to block and tackle first before you, everybody hears that. But, you know, before you get to the videographer, because we always, and that's talking to Chris, you know, we wanted to go ahead and start, you know, the email campaigns. We wanted to go ahead and start, you know, everything else, but we've got to get our content down first. We've got to drive people to our site first. Um, but I would say, you know, look, trust the process. The coaches are wonderful. Um, and they're, they're there for you. And it's not okay, well, I get an hour today. Um, you can reach out to them anytime. Hey, can you help on a call for five or 10 minutes of struggling here? Um, you know, and people might be, you know, a little different about, you know, well, I don't need a coach. You know, yes, you do. Everybody needs a coach. Um, you don't know what you don't know. And so you know, impact has been, and that, that that's one big takeaway for me uh, because it's helped our sales team buy in. He's helped me, um, you know, sales and the different tactics, and really, you know, selling. From that's really what I can talk to mostly on. But that's you know, it, it's that that's one thing that really sticks out, um, you know, with me.
2: Yeah, I, was, okay. I would say I would say buy in from the from the leadership team. Um, you know, with with us, the the three of us uh, owners were all bought in to Impact and, and Taya, and really kind of that filters down to everybody else to be bought in. Um, so that was kind of the main thing. And then realizing that's not going to happen overnight, right? So you're not just going to organic search it and just going to take off overnight. It's about building that library, like you just like John just mentioned. You got to build the library, right? But you got to learn along the way and you know, those times where, you know, we wanted stuff to happen overnight and it's just not going to be like that. Uh, it's just not going to happen like that. So, but buy-in, get the content manager, get the videographer in place, then have those folks learn from the coaches, right? Um, so if I try to do it all myself, that's not really gonna be impactful when I, then I go, then hire a concert manager or then go hire a videographer. Cause they just missed all that training from those coaches. So having everybody on those calls from the get go really made a, makes a huge difference. Um, so that everybody's learning at the same curve. And again, just having everybody bought in from the beginning is, is, is crucial to making it work.
3: Well, I feel like it's family feud. Y'all took all the good answers. Um, <laughs> Just going back to reading the book, when you read the book, and this is nothing bad to say about the book, but it starts to end up being common sense to you. You start to go, well, no, you know, yeah, people want their questions answered. So if we just do that and we're up front and they trust us, then yeah, we're gonna be a trustworthy company. And you've already kind of created that with a with a customer. So kind of going back to that is trust the process and 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 understand that that the process does work. Davey hit on buy-in. It, it it's true. You've got to have everybody bought in. If you have that bad egg like any other type of business, they're going to, you know, cut try to drive that wedge into what you're trying to accomplish. And then it's just do the work. I'll just go back to do the work. Um, don't start to cut corners. Oh I I, prost- I did that one article this week. No, you know, get the main five articles written. You know, get your selling seven done. You know, get it done and you're going to see it. You're gonna see the results,
4: Josh. I I think that's actually a compliment for the book. You know, it's you're not knocking the book at all. Like the fact that it feels so common sense, (laughs) it it, you know something that I I really that really impresses me about they ask you answer is it's not gimmicks, it's not tricks, it's it's just treating customers right. You know, it's just it it should feel marketing should feel common sense because we all we all like to buy things, we all kind of like to learn about products and, and follow brands, but we hate being marketed to because marketing is done in the worst way ever. It's, it's so often, it's just a process that, that is terrible for the buyer. So if we can reverse that, it does, it's common sense. It makes so much sense. <laughs> like, we all hate getting spam emails. We all hate getting the hard <laughs> sell. We all hate like, so you take that out of the business and
0: the results follow. Is
2: that correct, John.
1: Great.
0: Gentlemen, I've got to say this was a blast. We had a ton of fun. You shared so much with us and we really appreciate it. We're going to share some things in the, the description down below, maybe some resources to the Academy, to your website so that we can make sure that our listeners can go and check it out. Cause I think you're a case study in the making here. And Ryan, I know that you mentioned that we didn't talk a lot about the coaching and training that you do here at Impact, but fun little tidbit for for our listeners at home. We've got a a case study on the way with the dental claims support team. Our our video team is flying out today as we're recording this. So it's pretty darn cool. So we'll make sure to stay tuned for that. But I can't thank the three of you enough. This was a fantastic conversation. I know our audience is going to love it. This has been another amazing episode of Solving Inbound with the journey of the dental claims support team. Ryan, Davey, and Josh, thank you all so much. And to our audience, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Have a great one. We'll